0: Hello, welcome back to It's Confidential. It has been way too long since the last time I recorded. Um, I started this podcast about a year ago, actually over a year ago. I think it was last October. And this has been an incredible year. (laughs) A really weird year. And I don't know really what to say about it. I took... long time off I don't really have a reason as to why I I don't I really don't know why I haven't been recording I couldn't really find the inspiration to do so Um, you know the coronavirus pandemic has been a very unique and difficult time for a lot of people I myself I definitely have been focusing on the positives um, but that being said a lot did happen um a lot has changed there's been a lot of social issues coming to the forefront over the last eight months um and yeah so i don't know this episode's kind of just a uh, catch up where i've been what's happened life update i want to kind of talk about some environmental issues and integrity and that kind of stuff um kind of looking for some input as well so if anyone's listening to this um Let me know. Okay, so um I lost my job. Um I talked about how I was working in the insurance industry for a little bit. Um I can't remember the last time I recorded, I think it was my episode with Frank. Um speaking of Frank, another Frank. My dog is in the room, his name is Frank. If you can hear background noise, sorry. It's hard to uh hard to control a little toddler dog. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, I lost my job. Uh, I was working in insurance. It's okay though because insurance wasn't really my thing. I didn't really like it all that much. Um, I, I, I. There were moments where I really enjoyed it, and there were moments where I really, really hated it. And the moments where I hated it, coupled with the fact that I wasn't really treated amazingly by my employers, and I'm not going to say who it was because, you know, that's not a. It's it just it's irrelevant. Um. I think it's just more so being younger and being inexperienced and easy to potentially scapegoat. Um, there were some issues. And I will say, when I was let go on permanent layoff, uh, allegedly due to the coronavirus pandemic, I don't really know. They didn't really give me an explanation, <laughs> which is another weird thing. They just kind of said, hey, uh, we're letting you go on permanent layoff. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, like, literally, I was like, oh, okay. And I said, should I, like, leave now? Like, what you know what I mean? Like, what's what's the vibe here? And whatever. So, I was relieved the, the second my manager pulled me into the office and let me go on permanently off. <laughs> I was so relieved, um, a little bit in shock. I was like, okay, this is weird. Um, as far as I'm aware, I didn't do anything to get fired. So I guess we're just going to blame it on the fact that the pandemic hit and they couldn't afford to keep certain staff members on and I was newer. So there's that. Um, definitely gave it, I I tried really hard. I tried as hard as I could. Um, I did a lot of stuff, you know, with very limited resources, no, little to no training. And yeah, so there there's that. Um, I will say though, I'm very thankful that that did happen because it just kind of reminded me that I don't want to be one of those people who work in a career and, you know, I don't want to be in a career just for the money. I want to be in a career because it feeds my soul. I want to feel like I'm making a difference in the world. I want to, you know, be happy and proud of the work that I do and put out into the universe. So it pushed me to go back to school. Um, for those of you, those of you who don't know, I am a graduate from St. Clair College here in Windsor, Ontario. Um, I took the liberal arts program, and the goal was always to continue on and finish a program at the University of Windsor. Um, but then when I, I got the opportunity to work in insurance, I figured I would try it out, see, you know what, you know what it's all about. I, I do feel like I I do have the type of personality to to you know work in sales and be successful at it. But again, it's just. It's one of those things for me, for me, I just need, I need a little bit more in my career. I need a little more fulfillment and insurance didn't really do that for me. Um, you know, definitely a lucrative career and I definitely respect the people who do work in insurance because it's, it's a hard job. It's a lot of testing you need to go through. It's really, really hard exams. Like that was one of the, the, uh, Rebo exam in Ontario. It's the registered insurance brokers association of Ontario. Is that what it is? Something like that. Um... The REBO exam is, like, one of the most difficult exams I have ever taken. And yeah, so anyways, um, like I said, you know, it pushed me to finish my degree in social work. So I'm currently a student again, which I, I'm so happy. I feel like I never expected to... Sorry, I can definitely hear Frank playing in the background. And if that's bothering you, I really apologize. But again, that's life. Um, sorry, I never expected to... Really love a school program or like a subject so much. Um, and I guess social work kind of encompasses many different subjects and many different you know avenues of the world. Um, you know, it's political, it's you know a lot to do with mental health, it's social, like sociological, (laughs) it's about the economy, um, you know, money. Welfare systems, policy, law, you know, there's so many different elements to it that really just make a really cool, unique uh, career and a field of work where you can do so many different kind of interdisciplinary things, which I really love. And, you know, to be honest, I was never known to be the best student growing up, especially in elementary and high school. You know, I didn't really do that well. Um, I was always kind of labeled as a lazy kid student. I definitely joked around a lot in school and didn't really take things seriously. And I kind of began to believe that I wasn't smart. Um, I guess we're opening up here. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've been in an environment um, not just in school related settings, um, that, you know, kind of, (laughs) long pause, that kind of, um, made me feel and believe that I was not stupid, but, you know, just like, I didn't know my full potential, I guess I can leave it at that. Um, but, you know, being, having completed my first semester at uh, the University of Windsor in social work, I can confidently say that that's not true and that you know i'm a genius (laughs) just kidding um no like i really am very happy and proud of like the academic accomplishments that i've been able to make uh, just in this semester like with respect to like my grades i guess and just i feel like i've been able to learn so much in just like a one semester like what is that four or five months Sorry, someone's messaging me. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, Yeah. And I've really found, like, certain topics that I'm super passionate about, and I can see myself making careers. Careers. I always say, you know, careers with an S, plural, because um, who I still don't know what I want to do with my life, but I know it... Oh, that was loud. I know it's... um, Excuse me. I know it's going to be something that has to do with... Um, Society, something that has to do with law, I think, uh, legislation, politics, um, advocacy, feminism, um, I want to do some, you know, sexual violence work, prevention, of course. Um, I want to, you know, help with financial insecurity, homelessness, um, environmental integrity, which is actually, I kind of want to dedicate a big, a little portion of this episode to talking about that, because I'm just kind of, I've always, not always, the last five years I've kind of been act actively passively, I guess, trying to learn more about sustainability, ethical kind of practices, and environmentally friendly stuff. Um, I still, I really don't know a lot, so I don't want to speak about too much, but I did, um, I did want to touch on a few things that i just been feeling a lot lately, and I want to, I don't know, hopefully get some insight or just kind of like open up a discussion regarding uh, environmental integrity, sustainability, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I was on Twitter yesterday, I'm going to pull up on my phone, because um, I, I, I tweeted a few things, not that anyone liked it, <laughs> except for two people, as of right now. Um, which is cool. I just actually made a Twitter if you are interested in, um, I don't tweet, I don't really tweet or go on that much, but I, you know, kind of keep it geared towards my education and kind of more professional type things. So a lot of, uh, mental health, uh, you know, racial justice, um, civil rights, social issues, politics, some like random stuff, some school type stuff. A lot of the stuff I actually have tweeted a lot of stuff for school, just for a course that required me to. But anyways, um, I you know I went on Twitter last night and I kind of wanted to start a little thread to get some information, some feedback about just re just basic <laughs> environmental practices that a lot of the corporations that I personally worked at and you know since my teen years, since my when I first started working at in fast food, and then now I'm working at a factory as a like a student kind of part-time student situation um and how there is a lack of environmental integrity environmental responsibility sustainable practices are pretty much not even existent at like in my experience and you know it bothers me because it's just they make it seem like they do so much or that they are contributing to like the environment in positive ways, but it's just a facade. Like if you go to Tim Horton's or McDonald's, I've worked at both of these places, so I feel confident to speak about it. In my experience,' <laughs> I'm just gonna say that in my experience at the ones that I worked at, they have garb like disposal areas for your garbage labeled plastics, papers, waste, maybe food, I don't know. You know there's several slots that you can place your um, the stuff you don't want stuff you want to throw away and you know that makes it look like they're going to be recycling these That's which is why we're separating the materials but these all go in the garbage because and I know this because I've, I've done it I've worked there that's they just don't recycle working in the factory they also don't recycle and this factory is I'm not gonna name it because currently work there and reality is i need my job but um there's a lot of waste a lot of plastics plastic bottles get wasted a lot of uh, like a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot like i like bags and bags and bags and bags and bags just on my shift so i can only imagine how much every single day just fucking goes into a landfill it just it drives me crazy plastic bags plastic bottles raw materials just stupid stuff like tape um, cardboard I don't know, actually cardboard might get recycled because it's separate separate from the garbage compressor thingy but I don't know um, I'm actually in the process of trying to figure something out and I wrote a little letter <laughs> to my company one of the officials at the company. I'll kind of, I'm going to open it up on my iPad right now and just kind of take some points from it. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But, you know, this company as well is one of those companies that try to make it look like they're doing stuff for the environment. They actually call themselves, um, I think, an environmental leader. Let's see. Yeah, an environmental leader. And on their website, under that little spiel, it says um, that they meet all the domestic and international environmental requirements yeah so does every other company right like if if that's the requirement you have that's the bare minimum that you have to meet so i wouldn't necessarily consider you a leader just by meeting the you know the bare minimum requirement so like that annoyed me because it's like a sense of like that false advertising it's an example of corporate exploitation of natural resources and the environment and like what pisses me off so much is that this is just one factories waste that is like an astonishing amount that you know just ends up in a landfill and then you know it just makes me think of all the other factories and all the other companies in Canada that probably do the same thing maybe to worse degrees maybe to less degrees maybe the same and that's just sitting there in landfills and the issue with landfills I actually let me pop up because I don't want to okay So, when landfill waste breaks down, they produce harmful gases, known as CO2 and methane. Also known as greenhouse gases. And these greenhouse gases really, really, really contribute to global warming. They pollute the air, they pollute water, um, they destroy ecosystems, you know, ultimately that kills our planet. It also causes damage to soil fertility. It can pose, like, health problems for humans and animals. You know, it's a threat to public health. It's a threat to socioeconomic conditions. Like, it's just, it's not, it's just bad. It's horrible. And the, the, the biggest thing is, like, that bothers me is that this waste is unnecessary. There are so many options and resources that companies have. And this specific company that I work for is worth, millions of dollars um 2014 the windsor star uh, reported that this company is worth 300 million dollars that was in 2014 so over the last six years how much did that grow you know what i mean and you know they've talked about the growth of the company and the, g- how the company is growing and this and that and there's more demand you know what i mean like it's just okay so you're such a big company you're a huge canadian company you're very well known you're a leader. You undoubtedly a leader in Canada in within their field. I would not say they're an environmental re- leader, although they you know have some hypocritical things that they do to kind of make it look like they care about the environment, such as planting trees. Okay, cool. That's amazing. But you produce a lot of waste that I feel like it outweighs it, and you could be doing so much more. Maybe with packaging. Someone's calling me. Hello. Okay. You're, okay st- start talking so you get featured okay hi this is erica <laughs> pelado i just want to be featured in the podcast thank you so much for having me Robbie. yep the one in the the one and only <laughs> okay but uh for real time i'm on my way <laughs> okay i'll see you soon bye sorry about that little uh little feature from erica she's dropping off a socially distanced Christmas gift. I really appreciate that. Happy holidays to anyone who celebrates any sort of holiday. I don't really subscribe to one specific holiday, but I guess my family celebrates Christmas, so there's that. Anyways, uh, back on the topic of, you know, environmental integrity, and and I hope I'm using that word right. Um, I did Google it. Um, Environmental integrity is a key principle for using such mechanisms under the agreement. I don't know what the agreement is, but uh, this paper systemically in identifies and categorizes issues uh, and options to achieve environmental integrity okay so I'm pretty sure in- environmental integrity is just like environmental integrity yeah okay cool Um. so you know there are companies that are doing amazing things and using their resources to do good for the universe so one being Patagonia so For those of you who don't know, Patagonia is, um, you know, an outer outer activewear, kind of like the North Face Columbia, that kind of style of clothing brand. Um, But their whole business model is like they they went into business to save the world. There's something like that on their website. Um, They're in business, you know, to be activists, to help the environment flourish and, you know, invest in things that help make a difference and, you know, Change and this kind of stuff so they're they are true leaders. They're true environmental leaders. They, you know, make a lot of their Products from you know salvaged plastics from the oceans um, From landfills and all that kind of stuff, which is incredible. They also have a self-imposed earth tax They tax themselves 1% which you know not a lot but like for it's a business and they're doing that themselves 1% of their sales go towards nonprofit organizations that are you know aiming to protect our environment, which I think is an amazing thing that they're just willing to give, you know, some of their revenue away to, you know, help strengthen these groups that are trying to fight for, you know, environmental integrity. Also, Garnier, um, that it's like the hair care kind of pro- uh, brand, they introduced a sustainability model. Um, and by 2025, they're going to be completely like, you know, bio or sorry, degradable plastic. Which someone tell me what that is. I don't know what the difference between biodegradable and degradable is. I would love to know. Uh, but they're no longer going to be using virgin plastic, which is like plastic that's specifically produced for their product. So they're only going to be using like they're like repurposed plastic products. So I think that means that they're going to be rescuing it from oceans and landfills as well, and creating their packaging out of that. They're also gonna be 100% CO2 neutral within their facilities. Um, Everything in the packaging is gonna be reusable, recyclable, degradable. Um, And these efforts expect to reduce plastic production by 37,000 tons each year. So that's pretty significant, you know, and Patagonia is worth about $100 million less than the company that I'm talking about that I work for. So if they can do it, being a smaller company than this company why can't this company not do something so in my letter i just said you know at the very very least i you know i'm demanding a recycling program just something that's at the least i also gave some other you know ideas and things that i would love to see you know it's a big opportunity for this company to like take back that you know claim of being an environmental leader sorry i'm talking a little fast aren't i i gotta chill um, you know, take back that claim of being an environmental leader and doing something that actually deems them worthy of the title environmental leader. That's you know just what I wanted to kind of get out there. And there are so many companies that do shit horrible, probably worse than this one. You know, that's just the reality of the world we live in. But it's just I it just bothers me so much. So that's my little spiel on environmental integrity. If anyone has any like. Anything that has to do with this, let me know. Um, Moving on, let's talk about some books. I have been buying a lot of books lately, but I have not been reading a lot of books lately. I'm trying to build my little mini library of books that kind of shaped my professional development, my educational development, and that kind of stuff. So I've been doing a lot of reading over the past eight months, not a lot. Sorry, a lot relative to my experience with reading because I never really read before. I don't p- particularly enjoy reading. It takes me a lot to sit down, unwind, and read. But um, Angela Davis, Angela Y. Davis, is my favorite author. She is a Marxist feminist. I'm pretty sure, or socialist, something something. Uh, she's from the states. I think she teaches at UCLA, or I don't know. I don't actually. She teaches somewhere. Um, she's been in jail. She's an advocate. She is, you know, she's been writing about prison reform from, or sorry, not prison, from prison ab- abolishness, about abolition. The abolition of prisons from forever. Um, she's a real tra- trailblazer in a lot of social areas. Uh, currently looking at the book Women, Culture, and Politics, which is, On my next, my list of, um, books that I'm going to read by her next, I also have The Communist Manifesto, and I have, uh, Socialism, Utopic, and Scientific by Frederick Engels. Can't wait to read those. They're more, like, essays, which I prefer to read that kind of stuff. I don't really like reading fiction. I like more so things that I can learn from, I guess. I don't know. But, I don't know why I decided to include that, but hey, that's part of, uh, where I'm at right now in my life. Other than that, I don't really have much to talk about. I think I want to keep this pretty short, being my first uh, episode back after a very long break. um, Sorry if anyone actually cares. Um, I do hope to actually... Oh, you know what? I'll speak about this. I do actually, you know, while I've been off from the podcast, I have not stopped thinking about it really. Like, there have been times where I'm like... There have been so many times where I'm like, I need to record, I need to record, I need to record. I just don't know what to record about. I don't know how to record it. I don't know, like, what's going on. Because I kind of want to transition into something more formal. Not formal, something. I want to keep it very casual. I shouldn't have said formal. I want to keep it the same vibe and style. But I think I want to just shift gears a little bit and make it more so about social issues. Things that are really important to me in that respect. Kind of relating it to my... Education and things I'm learning about, things that, you know, I care about. I think also I do want to keep on doing the whole small business interview situation, just talking to people in the community. That's really fun. I really like those uh, episodes. And it's nice to get to know people. I think it's really cool. And it's a good way to spread awareness. Everyone's kind of hopping on the whole support local bandwagon, though I've been on it for years and years and years and years and years, but that's okay. It's a good, it's a good trend to to have, especially with the holidays, the pandemic and everything, you know, like making it really hard for small business owners, I think it is really important to shine light on them, though it is kind of everywhere right now, and maybe some people are a little like, okay, we get it, but you know, it is important, because at the end of the, end of the day, corporations are going to survive this, they're not, they're not going to be affected by it, really, but these small businesses are currently being affected by it, they, you know, a lot of them have already gone out of business, a lot of them can't keep their doors open, so... Just do do what you can. I know it's hard. It is hard to support a lot uh, to support a local business because they tend to be a little more expensive than your WalMarts and your kind of big box stores. But if you're able to, even the smallest contribution would really help them. Um, you know, if you can't financially support them, share you know their posts on social media. Kind of get the word out about them like their stuff engage with their content so they, they can grow uh, you know that's kind of how the algorithm works it's like you know help them help them reach more people that are able to um, I think you know that's just as valuable as a monetary support because online support is actually everything right now um what else can we talk about yeah no I uh, just think about the podcast I guess um I've kind of like... Like I have some ideas. Maybe I can talk about weight loss again because that seems to be an interesting topic for some people. I'm actually back on, um, the keto diet. I guess you could say keto esque diet. Um, so I think actually, I don't know if I don't know if I updated you guys. So uh, I would I, you know I have a condition it's kind of like a weird like I don't know it's not formally diagnosed as diabetes but it is kind of a blood sugar instability issue where I go hypoglycemic sometimes sometimes I go super high then super 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 low and I like black out and faint and shake and sweat and it's kind of scary and I forget things and yeah so that was happening to me a lot uh, in the end of 2019 into 2020 so my doctor was like let's try this diet the the keto which i've done before as i've talked about in my uh, diet starts monday episode which i think i need to redo or not redo but maybe just kind of add on to or something like that eventually if you guys want to hear some more of that definitely let me know on social media it's confidential podcast haven't been on that instagram account in a while so i think that's the username Um, also my twitter i didn't i mentioned my twitter earlier but i I don't think i gave you my at it's rami like mommy r-a-m-e like mommy all one word. You'll find it there. I think my bio is super funny. Let me read it to you guys going off topic here, but I think it's funny and I want uh, validation. <laughs> so sorry, just uh, uh, pulling it up. It is 24 year old BSW candidate, occasional podcaster, feminist, dog, dad, and proud snowflake. He, him, hashtag BLM black lives matter because they do all black lives matter. And if you are still on that whole all lives matter bullshit, fuck off, because all lives cannot matter until black lives matter. Thank you very much. I think I'm going to end it here. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Sorry, you people in the next episode. I'm trying to work on, I know like when I say you guys, it definitely doesn't, it's not meant to be a gendered thing, but... I can understand and recognize that that may be triggering for some people, triggering for some people. So I'm working on shifting a lot of my vocabulary into more gender neutral um, phrases. So goodbye, my people. I'll see you in the next- I'll hear you. You'll hear me in the next episode. And have a happy holiday if you celebrate holidays. Um, you know, there's a new year coming. So let's stay hopeful. Hopefully shit gets back to normal eventually. Anyways, thank you so much. Missed it. Bye. God bless. Just kidding. But sure, if you believe in God, bye.